got a lot to discuss with Jeff Passan. A lot to catch up with him about, too. Personal stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, is he doing okay? Yeah, we'll find out. Jeff Passan is uh, the baseball insider for ESPN, great friend of the show. And uh, we have, uh, we have a, a race that we're, we never thought we'd be covering with the Cubs. Uh, and he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, Jeff, how are you feeling, first of all? I'm doing all right, actually. How are you guys? We're we're doing great. Yeah. I mean, what a game yesterday. Before we get into that, can you can you let our listeners know what happened to you? Yeah, I got hit by a tree and what? it sucked. Well, how do you get hit by a tree, Jeff? Um, uh, let me think of the kindest and gentlest way to put this. Um, a neighbor who doesn't know how to wield a chainsaw. Oh. Oh, and what, I mean, so the injury was fairly severe, correct? Yeah, I broke my back. Oh, that is um, very severe. Yeah, I, uh, so there was a big storm here in Kansas City, and like a microburst came through, and I live in, in an area, um, it's it's a lot like, like, I don't know the, the suburbs of Chicago quite well enough, but I know out in like Lyle and Naperville, there are Big, like, old-growth trees, right. right? Yep. I live in that kind of neighborhood, and I have, like, a 100-foot-tall oak tree in my front yard. And this microburst comes through and knocks down, like, a huge limb off of the tree. And, uh, I, you know, I saw it down in the front yard, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, oh, thank God no one got hurt, which was hilarious in hindsight. But the, the, the storm ends, and... We go outside to try and help clear this uh, limb off of, like, my neighbor's yard. And uh, some pieces of it had fallen onto his truck. And uh, uh, in, in clearing it, he took a chainsaw to a branch that had uh, the weight bearing on it. Oh. And uh, when that branch was sawed, the uh, weight was no longer being borne by that thing, and there was a giant limb up in the air about 25 feet that just suddenly came crashing down and hit me right in the back. So oh. that is that is the full story. It was uh, it was not great. Did you know right away that uh, that you broke your back? Yes. Oh boy. I well, I take that back. No, I did not know that I broke my back, but I knew something was very, very wrong. And like the adrenaline in the moment, you know, I like I was stuck underneath the the limb and I just sort of like I, I remember I, I didn't remember this until like weeks later when I was thinking back on it. But I remember yelling help like twice Oof. and then realizing that everyone was so freaked out by what was going on that I just needed to, like, claw from under the thing and pull myself out. And I did that, and I stood up, like, not realizing that I very easily could have been paralyzed or oh. dead. Like, the adrenaline in that moment is just sort of causing you to do you know, things. surge through things. Wow. Um, Thank goodness. I, yeah, I know. I didn't realize how lucky I was, but when I stood up, I realized, like, this is really bad. Recovery going and, well? Uh, yeah, recovery's been really good, good. actually. I don't want to jinx it so far, but the, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can move around like a, like a 
pretty normal person these days. Um, it's I want to like I want to run. I just can't do it yet, and and I need to be patient. Yeah. And patience is one of those things that does not come naturally. To me. So <laughs> uh, that's that's the str- more than pain or anything. The struggle right now is patience, which um, for both White Sox and Cubs fans is something that they're very familiar with. Yes, amen yes. to that. Well, thank thank goodness you're okay. It, it is great to talk to you again. Um, first of all, what did you what did you think of that finish last night? Um, I'm trying to remember someone as excited as Christopher Morrell was running around those bases. Um, it was like it's very fitting that it happened when the Little League World Series is going on because the speed that he was running around the bases and just the sheer joy on his face, it reminded me of a little leaguer. And and I loved it, and I thought it was a very cool moment in what's been a very cool season. Um, and, and I have to listen. I have to give credit where it's due. David Kaplan and I, that was probably about a month ago now, uh, were texting because I – thought he went on one of his, like, unhinged rants on why the Cubs need to <laughs> There's buy. a lot of those, yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing. A, a lot of the time, I think Cap is out of his freaking mind. Amen. Um, and and I think what he's saying is, is not rooted in reality of the way that teams operate, but is rooted instead in you know, in fandom, which which I appreciate about him because I feel like a lot of times he is like the the inner monologue of what the fan really wants. And I appreciate that to balance out the nerds like me who sit here and say, yeah, but what about a couple of years down the road? Or what about this? Who try to be rational about it. But, it, you know, this is sports. Like, what good is being rational in sports. And and he and I were going back and forth on text about what the Cubs should do. And he said, do not sell. You go out and buy. You give this team a chance. And and what if it's, uh, you know, what if it's the year? Like, the, it's baseball, man. And you know what? Uh, I, I feel like with the Central Division, it's plural, but especially the NL Central as – as winnable as it is right now, this was the right thing to do. You, they, they could have gotten a king's ransom for Cody Bellinger, I bet. And, you know, if he ends up leaving in free agency, then maybe you're going to look back on that, especially if the playoff run doesn't happen or is aborted. Then you look back and say what could have been. But I think Cubs fans are really enjoying watching this team right now, and I don't blame them for that one bit. And, and maybe even more importantly, I mean, listen, nothing's more important than the present, but. But, Jeff, is there a foundation here that projects well going forward? Like, this is not just – and, again, there's a lot of work to do, but this isn't a flash. Yeah. There are some young pieces to this puzzle, both at the big league level and in the minor leagues, that that could produce some, you know, some excitement going forward. Okay, so let's, let's go over this. Let's, let's go sort of spot – by spot or player by player, who who do you guys think are foundational pieces? Well, Dansby Swanson, you start there. 
Absolutely. Justin Steele, you go there. I mean, Horner's probably in this conversation I, as well. Yeah, I think I think Nico, I think Nico's there too. Actually, I think there's like uh, when I look at who these foundational pieces of this team are going to be going forward. It, this is like guys who are going to be here three or four years down the road. Right. And that that to, that to me is what we're looking at here. And so I think you start with Dansby. Um, I think you look at Nico. Um, I think Ian Happ is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I think Pete Crow Armstrong yes. is certainly going to be one of those guys. Um, I think Kate Horton has worked himself into that conversation. Um, I don't know, man. The pitching, like maybe Justin Steele is that. He's been really good this year. I. I I don't know. I'm just always skeptical about pitching. I, I think here's the thing that I look at with the Cubs. I don't think there's like a dude there yet. I don't know that there's like a franchise player. Because would you do you think Dansby Swanson's the franchise player? Or do you think Dansby Swanson's just a really good big league? Yeah, like I think he's very good, and like he's a. Yeah. I think he's a dude in the for clubhouse culture. But I don't for know sure. if he's a dude for, for like, your t- I understand what you're saying. He's a defensive yeah. dude. Yeah, he's a defensive <laughs> dude. But, he is. Yeah. He is. He's, he's, a, he's a really good player. I don't think there's a star on this team right now, and I don't know if there's a star in this organization. Can Bellinger, Jeff, can Bellinger be that guy? And obviously you'd have to sign him in free agency. Are you a believer that his issues were all injury-related and that this is who he is and will be going forward? No. I, I'm not going to say that this is who he is going forward because who he is right now is like one of the ten best players in baseball. Right. And after two seasons in which he hit like a combined, what, 190? And and his, his slugging percentage was practically the same as what his – batting averages this year like after two full years of that can i sit here and say he's one of the 10 best players in baseball going forward no i can't do that but he's going to want to be paid like that and if the cubs want to bring him back it's going to cost a lot of money and i understand like cody bellinger is doing exactly what you should do when you take a pillow deal and that's Let's go out and perform and make yourself look like, and not a million bucks, but 200 million bucks. Yeah, I, I, Jeff, I was pro-sell for a long time, too, probably till that Cardinals series. And, yeah. and I said the reason was is because I felt like Bellinger was going to get, I was setting the over-under at $210 million over seven years. Would you agree that that's where the starting point is right now? I think that's probably a little high, honestly. Um, I just I don't think clubs are going to have an easy time for getting the last two years. There's you know there's a little like there's a little Chris Davis here, right? Like, do you guys remember Chris Davis? Yeah, but this guy this guy's a gold glover. This guy this Chris Davis I, doesn't, I, you know. I listen, I I I don't disagree. I I understand. I I just, you know, I look at it like Chris Davis had that 
incredible year where he hit 50-something home runs. And then the next year he was hitting 190. And then he came back and had a great year where he hit, you know, almost 50 home runs again. And then the rest of his career he hit like 200. And I, I know Cody Bellinger's a different guy. He's 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 excellent defensively, but he's not so excellent defensively that – he hasn't been supplanted in center field, right? So where does this Cubs team go, do you believe? I mean, is there enough, are there enough ingredients this year for them to get to the postseason and then make some noise, or do you believe their lack yeah. of starting pitching would yeah. bring them down? No, I, I, think they, I think they can get to the postseason. I still, Honestly, I still think Milwaukee's a better team. I know that's probably very unpopular, but yeah. I, I, I look at the way Burns and Peralta and getting Woodruff back now have been pitching, and the Brewers' offense is certainly better than it's been in recent years. Um, I, I think Milwaukee's a slightly better team, but I, I think the Cubs have a, a very reasonable shot to make the postseason. I'm just not sure that they're going to do a whole lot of damage while they're there, but you know, you look around at the the rest of the National League. I mean, the wild card team that they would be facing as, you know, if they win the division or you know, if, they, if they get one of the wild cards, um, they, they, you know, they could very easily find themselves in a division series matchup with either the Dodgers or the Braves. Um can they beat those teams in a five-game series? No, I don't think so. But it's baseball, man. It is baseball. By the way, Cap just texted me. Yeah, he tried to get into in the middle of the interview. Like, and he thought, I don't know if someone tweeted him or if he wasn't listening. He thought you were ripping him. Like, you were complimenting no, him. I'm not ripping him at all. I'm saying he was right. Yeah. He, he was trying to call you and say that you were like thinking like a Kansas City native, okay, I, which that, I don't know what that means. With that in mind, Cap has gone yeah. from being the largest, like, hey, we need Shohei on the north side guy, and they've got to do whatever it takes to make that happen in the offseason, to now, hey, I've talked to some people, and they don't think he's worth it. What, where, <laughs> yeah, he wants to spread the wealth into like three different free agents, three piles, in, instead of like paying one guy five to six hundred million. Like, I, and me as a Cubs fan, Jeff, I, I, like, I think if you're not in line, at least trying to get one of the greatest all-time athletes, you're doing it wrong. How do you feel about this? Uh, honestly, uh, I. I knew I could only compliment Cap so much. (laughs) (laughs) If you can sign Shohei Otani, you sign Shohei Otani. If you can't sign Shohei Otani, then you don't take that money and give it to players who are going to be less impactful than him. So if if you can find me three players this winter who are going to add up to have as much impact as, as Otani in his prime, I I commend you. I just don't think that's going to happen. Jeff, what do but, you what do you say to this to, to the critics of of that line of thinking that will say to you, well, the the Angels hasn't haven't won anything, and oh by the way, he's not going to be a a a you know a two way player for more than a couple of years going forward. How do you respond to that? negativity <laughs> that's the risk right yeah i mean that that's really what the risk is it's that you're concerned that after a few years 
that either his arm is going to give out or uh, the bat's going to slow down and you're going to have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars invested in a guy who's not exactly what you thought he was. And I, I actually, like, I understand that because I think a number of teams actually feel the same way. But if you feel that way, you're not going to get the player. And that's, that's where it is. Like, hey, it's not my money. I'd gladly spend it on Shohei Otani if I'm not the one putting $600 million out there. But for Tom Ricketts and for Mark Walter and for Artie Moreno and for Ray Davis and uh, for, for John Henry and for Steve Cohen and for John Stanton and for every other owner who wants to be in the Shohei Otani business, that is a question that they're going to have to ask themselves and a place where they're going to need to get very, very comfortable because that's what it's going to cost. Simple as that. We, we, we have tried to do, like, we're, we're no Wall Street um, analysts, but we've tried to do the analysis where, hey, the Cubs are going to make money also by signing Shohei. They're going to sell this many more marquee subscriptions. They're going to make X. Well, what, what do you mean? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> Let me. What, what, what does that mean? And what that means for me is that I just don't have a good enough sense of where the television industry is going to bank on that stream of revenue. Well, well right? like, don't you think they're going to get more money for their sponsorship patch if they have Shohei versus if yes. they don't have yes. Shohei? Yes. I, do, Advertisement? I, have, I, have, I have zero doubt that the ancillary money coming in, if you sign Shohei Otani, makes it 100% worth signing him. That's what I, that's no, what I was saying. Yes. You, yes, and, I, you I, and me before I finished. <laughs> no, I, I add you because the first place you went was TV, and I think it's, I think it's places beyond TV that you can really benefit. Okay. The, 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 TV, the TV part of it, TV is just such a weird, weird place to assess financially right now because – well, because it's TV right now, yeah. so we so, don't know where that's going. But I'm, I'm not Ang. I'm, I'm. Th- you're sounding like Cap, getting yeah, all worried yeah, about Ang. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey. No, I'm giving. You, you I'm know giving what? A he up he up immediately up. pulled away from the microphone. You've hurt his feelings, so he doesn't want to talk to you anymore by making that comparison oh. to Cap. Uh, oh. So, if you had to do this math on the back, you know, of 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 the napkin at the dinner table, if you had to just project on a yearly basis, can you even, you know? Throw a number out there where you think that on a yearly basis, this is the number that the a franchise could count on in terms of ancillary revenue that you wouldn't get by signing another player. Is it fifteen I, million? Is it twenty million I, a year? I I hate to do this to you, but I'm trying to like report out a story on this, and I don't want to kneecap my own work. Oh, so. okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to wait for yes, your answer. That's, that's fine. A tease. We're patient. That's a tease. We're patient. I love that. Um, on one other note, Jeff, because uh, we this this was great stuff too, and we appreciate your time, especially with the broken back. Um, do you believe at all with the dysfunction, with with all the losing, with the way this is the the window shutting close? Um, what was yeah. supposed to be a long? You even bought in. We all bought totally in. Totally bought in. Totally, totally bought, bought in. in. 
Um, do you believe there will be any sort of changes to Kenny and Rick at the top on how the White Sox do this on as they are on the brink of another rebuild? To suggest that I have insight into how Jerry Reinsdorf thinks would be a foolish thing to do. But I will, I will only put this out there. If Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn aren't changing how they go about certain things and haven't been evolving from their thinking in certain areas, then yeah, they should go. But I, I just, I have difficulty believing that when something as, I'm not going to call it catastrophic, but in the sports realm, what's happened to the White Sox over the last few years has been about as close to a catastrophe as you have, uh, like as you can get. And, and I just have a hard time believing that that can happen and you can't, and you wouldn't take a look and say, there are things we need to change, there are things we need to do differently, there are priorities we need to have. Uh, that we don't have right now. And if there are executives who don't operate like that, then yes, they should be gone. Um, but I also know that Jerry Reinsdorf values what above all else, guys? I'll let you answer this one. Uh, money. <laughs> it's not winning. It's not winning. It's money. Are you, you going to say loyalty? Uh, yes, okay. I was, that's, that's, that's where the, word. I that's the buzzword. Right. Going, At least in the front office. Yeah, your 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 answer might be better. Um, <laughs> no, when it when it comes to personnel, uh, there is a lot of loyalty there, and the fact that the White Sox have been as disappointing as they have, and he's kept the same management in place, to me suggests that that's not going to change. It's great stuff. You are the best. Uh, continue healing up, and uh, we appreciate you. And we'll look for that article as well. Yes. Thanks, By the Jeff. way, Cap says, I want to resign Bellinger, a third baseman, and a front of the rotation starter. All of that will cost $600 million. Cap initially, though, thought that Bellinger was going to cost about $20 million a year. Yeah, he's like, sign him for a three-year $60 million deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Give me Otani at six hundred. Amen. Yeah, we agree. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. See you, boys. He's the best. Jeff Passan. Really good baseball conversation. If you want to react, 332-3776. Waddle's World coming up. We'll check it in Indy. Give you a recap of what happened there last night. They've got another practice against the Colts today. And then the game is sneaking up on us on Saturday. Barstool Big Cat will join us also at 5. Ready for a new sports bar experience? Check out one of the newly remodeled Club Hawthorne betting bars in Crestwood, Joliet, Villa Parker, and a dozen locations throughout Chicagoland. Find your spot at HawthorneBettingBars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. 
Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. That is right, John. Uh, Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. Uh, this is uh, the uh, this kind of breaking news. I don't need the breaking news sounder, but I believe this should be this news. should be the top story in in this segment called Waddle's World, and that's why I will mention it first. Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen stunningly announced the wedding is in the works. Heard about this? Marcus, you believe it? I have no idea. I don't follow. I haven't been following this. Marcus Jordan, the obvi- obviously the son of uh, Michael Jordan, said he and his girlfriend, Larsa Pippen, the ex-wife of MJ's former teammate, Scotty Pippen, have a wedding date in the works. Marcus, 32, teased the couple's apparent future uh, nuptials to TMZ while leaving dinner with Larsa, 49, in West Hollywood. We're looking for a location, Marcus said, when asked about the possibility of a marriage happening between the couple. I think this is all um, a money-making scheme. I think Larsa, who's been a real housewife, she's been in those shows, they're looking for a reality show. Why would Marcus Jordan want to be part of a reality show? His life has been a reality show, hasn't it? Being the son of the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, has it really? I mean, why, why why would you want to be that guy? I don't know. You want to be in a reality show? No, no. But I, why would he want to be in a reality? Money? His dad's worth like $5 billion. I I, does, does, does dad give him money? Would I you give your son's money if you had money? I don't know money? how Michael works. You don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I, I think Larsa does. Larsa was best friends with Kim Kardashian. They had a big falling out. You know all the Kardashians. They've done everything for... The reality show purposes, I think she's doing it by the playbook. And I also think it's a hit on Scotty, too. I think Michael and Larsa have worked behind the scenes. This is all. Speaking of Michael, while out with his wife in Paris, Jordan was asked if he approves of Marcus's romance with Larsa, to which the NBA legend said no and laughed. Marcus later addressed the situation, said his father was joking and likely drunk off of his Simcoro tequila. (laughs) Yes. He then added that Jordan had texted him to warn him about the paparazzi encounter and that it was a joke. I did buy a bottle of the Sincoro last night, too, at uh, Grand and Western. It's good. It's a weird story. It's very weird. Yeah. It's something that you never thought uh, you'd be talking about. Did you, like, a few years back? No, uh, and it's really got to be honest with you. It's not something that's creeps you out. It doesn't creep me out. What would creep me out? I don't Why? They, People like fall in love. Like at one time, Scotty and Michael were teammates, <laughs> and like Larsa was married to Scotty, and at one time, like Marcus was probably this little kid while Lars, you know, Larsa He's was... He's all grown up now. I know, but it's just... It's, it's, odd. it's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. I'm not really that interested in the story. I, I brought it to the table because I thought you would really like it. I didn't know you'd already yeah, seen it. you know it. me. I like, you're already ahead of the story because you are you I, a, you're I, the TMZ I, I, guy. I click on it, yeah. yeah. I have a great TMZ story for you later. Do you really? I forgot to mention this Now's the perfect time you. for it. I, I'll, I'll read it for big... No, I, this deserves its own segment. Okay. Because 
I, I got maybe I'll debut it in, in in the Big Cat segment. I don't know if it's been read at all on any of the shows today. I'm not sure, and I want to know what you guys would do. Uh, here's some other news for you. White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson has his suspension reduced to five games. Sources say. So, so he got one. Five games. What, what, got what, one what, what, what got reduced it reduced from six to five? What do you think got it? Not, Sources told ESPN's off. Jesse Rogers. That's right. He got it. What do you? Um, I think he probably said to Major League Baseball, "Look, another grown man put his finger in my face. What was I supposed to do?" And they probably said, "Not drop your glove and, and challenge him to a fight." And then he said, "Well, a man's got to do what a man's got to do." And they said, "Well, it was six games. We'll make it five. And he said, "Cool, I'm out." So then he loses one one uh, one he, game. Check. So he feels like he won something. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think he really won he anything claim, in this. Well, I mean, he could claim a win. Has he still not talked about no, this? No, he said he would talk after the suspension I, was figured out. And I'm telling you, I'm not, well, once he serves it, that. he's going to say, guys, old news. Old I'm not news. talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Lions suspended wide receiver. Uh, the Lions didn't suspend him. He's been suspended for the first six games of the season because of a, attachment to gambling. Uh, but their wide receiver, Jamison Williams, is likely out the rest of the preseason with a hammy. Oof. Uh, he's the guy, remember, that, that joined the team basically halfway through last year, or maybe wasn't even halfway, coming off the ACL from his college days at Alabama. So the uh, much-talked-about Detroit Lions, uh, their second-year wide receiver, is going to miss the remainder of the preseason. So keep an eye on that. I believe... Uh, St. Brown has also missed a little bit of time because of a, a minor ankle injury. Wow. So Dalvin Cook says that Aaron Rodgers' presence helped lure him to the Jets. Of course it did. I didn't see episode two. Of, it was great. Uh, was it good? I thought it was great. Is it? Well, is is the Aaron Rodgers um, uh, uh, rehab of his? Yes. How people feel about him? Is that tour still going on? I, absolutely. People it are is. still talking yes. lovingly about him. Yes. You got more Quinn and Williams in oh, this yeah. episode, so you got to see um, what a fabulous the, yeah, player he we, is. They featured him more, um, and there was more Robert Sala in this one. You know, there was a good rant from Robert Sala in this one. I'm the, trying to bring you some also. Uh, oh, keep going because I want to know what else is, yeah, is going you got, on. You got some Carolina stuff. You know the joint practice with Carolina. Joshy Football had a small cameo. Did he? Small cameo. He was introducing himself to uh, some of the Jets players, saying, "Hey, I played 17 years in the league." Yeah. So I forget who he Probably was introducing played himself. For three quarters of of the league, actually, at some point. Yeah, was, I forget who did he introduce. Oh, who was that Tyler that he was introducing himself? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it. Forget if it was Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, but he introduced himself to one of the young Jets players, saying, "Yeah." You know, I played in the league for X amount. Maybe it was Garrett Wilson because he said, I probably would have ended up throwing a pass to you. Okay. We love Joshy football. We need to get him on. You, do you think they let, will let him talk? Probably not. Are the, we, the Bears are playing Carolina, yes? I think so. That's a, that, I think that's a, that's a, a Thursday night, yeah. yeah. It's a featured game. Well, then we need to put in a request now for Joshy football. I'm telling you, I hear that the, the kid has got it all in terms of he's got everything but size. 
The kid and Carolina. I know. My, even my wife said to me while we were watching it, boy, he's really Tiny. short. And that's when I said, yeah, exactly. Like, he's supposed to be really good. And if he was six foot five, people would have said that he would have been one of the premier yeah. quarterbacks to come out. But I've heard nothing he's but shorter. really good things about him early on in Carolina. But I, then I asked the person I was talking to, how small is he? And the person I was talking to looked at me and goes, he's tiny. They couldn't protect him. And the Jets, the Jets yeah. ran him over in the yeah. preseason yeah. game. Yeah. That would be my concern. That was the only concern I had with him. I think he's NFL ready. I just don't know if he's NFL durable. Do uh, you want me to prop you up, uh, oh, great Bulls fan? Can I give you a little information that you may feel good about? I you don't have know. good Bulls news? Well, I just saw this from Will Gottlieb about the NBA schedule came out. I don't know if you saw, but like they're already starting to try to grab a few headlines. Yeah, is this about the, the play-in tournament? Lakers and the Suns Warriors are going to tip off the NBA season. Not the play-in no. tournament, the commissioner's no, tournament. I don't give a rat's ass about that. That's, that's for dopes. Um, <laughs> Here's a schedule for you. The Bulls have the 11th easiest strength of schedule in the NBA, 8th easiest in the East, 13 games with more uh, rest than opponents, 8 games with less rest than opponents. They're going to travel the 6 fewest miles, 14 total back-to-backs, 10 teams play uh, 13, 11 play 14, 9 of them play 15. So. It looks like a favorable schedule for your Chicago t- you're Bulls. You're trying to sell uh, to me I'm that they're like... I'm just asking you if I, you got any Bulls buzz. Yeah. yeah. Look, when when the Bulls season starts, I always have a buzz. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have one. Well, I mean, when, I, 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 I like... I enjoy, the, I enjoy being a Bulls fan. I enjoy... Do you? Watching it's basketball. Kind of, it's been painful well, lately. I, I understand that, but still, whenever the... What else? It's fall. The weather's getting cold. It's I look fall. For, yeah, it's I look forward season. to Bulls. Bulls, and I'll, I'll watch Connor Bedard play hockey. Do you this year. think you'll overlove this Bulls team early in the season? No, no. Now, if Patrick Williams translates to some of the practice video I've seen, maybe that can get me you a seen little some practice video of Patrick Williams. You haven't seen that going around Twitter. Yeah, no. He's had that every single say, off season. Are you really going to be moved by practice video? We're talking about practice. Well, we go to Bears practice and share what we see. It's I, not even season wise. I'm saying if he finally develops. That could move me. Okay. That could get the blood flowing downstairs a little bing, bit more. Yes. Bing, 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 that could bing. get it to maybe not midnight. That could get me to like 1030. I've got a cannibal story for you when we come back. You want it? Are no. you into cannibals? Cannibal I, I, stories? I, I, find this stuff, I find this stuff interesting. Who's you like cannibals? a good cannibal story? No. I think you're going to like this cannibal story. Oh, absolutely not. I think you will. I think you will. Mr. T-Rose. I'm not going to sell it. Don't you sell it. What is this? Caller 11 for Football Fest tickets. Boom. There you go. That's my sales pitch. Just like Waddle does yeah. in the pre-show video. That's right. We, we got the show coming up at 2. Right. Don't bother me. I don't want to do a video. I don't. <laughs> sell Football Fest. You're going to be there. That's cool. worth the price of admission. It's ten bucks. Come on, give give him the give him the the, the sounder again. Take two. You want tickets to football fest? Caller eleven right now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You get a chance to talk to Sylvie. That's all I need to say. It's and what happens if you don't win? You can still buy them for ten bucks. Where can you buy them? Wherever you want. What do you mean wherever you want? 
I don't know. Wait, you don't know? I don't. We try to guess. Don't. I Where don't can you to. buy? I've been telling you. And Tyler's list. got a bunch of them in his pocket. Wait, so wait, call no, Tyler. Don't call Tyler. Where Please can don't. you? Watch your cell phone. No. Where can you buy Football Fest tickets? Call 312-332-3776 and ask Justin. Justin will tell you. Go to hardrockcasinonorthernindiana.com. See, if you told me to tell people what, I wouldn't have said that, and then I would have confused them. And Ticketmaster. Fine. See? Hardrockcasinonorthernindiana.com or Ticketmaster. Did you want me to t- send them to somewhere wrong? I wanted just to see how much you've been them paying to Justin, attention. And Justin would have told you. What's the website? No clue. I just told you. I don't care. HardRockCasinoNorthernIndiana.com. Now you say Excellent. No. Uh Uh-uh. Be caller 11 for Darnell Mooney, and you can get free tickets. And if you don't get the free tickets, don't pout. Who's going to be there? You can still buy them for 10 bucks. You. And that's all that counts. And who else? And you. Swaddling Sylvie. Businesses are successful when they control their bottom line. That's why more businesses across northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to save on energy costs. Learn more at ComEd.com slash poweringbiz. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Hey, before I get to my interesting cannibal uh, story, do you know uh, anything about this Chief Superfan, Chief Saholic? Is this about the bank robber? Yeah. But he's been kind of famous for a while, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Kansas City Chief Superfan, known as Chief Saholic and familiar for attending games dressed as a wolf in the NFL team's gear, has been indicted by a federal grand jury that accuses him of armed robbery. And money laundering in a string of bank heists across four states that netted him almost $700,000. The guy robbed six banks, tried unsuccessfully three other times, and laundered the proceeds at casinos and sportsbooks, according to the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Missouri. I don't know. Did someone else say this last time we brought this up, Tyler? This is like a football version of Catch Me If You Can. What movie was that? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was bank uh, check fraud. Was that what it was? Because was he... wasn't he, he was robbing banks along like the Chiefs schedule route too, wasn't yeah, he? He's like, I'm going to these games and I'm going to support it by robbing banks along the way. Catch me if and you he, can. Oh, he's, and then so betting so on the was, Chiefs too so wait, with yeah, that money. So he was advertising this? Well, I, I, I don't. Th- I think he was wearing the same getup that he would wear to the games. I think as the wolf. Wow, it's pretty interesting. Uh, we remember we had this story uh, recently. Uh, a large ice chunk fell from the sky and damaged a house in Massachusetts. Large ice chunk fell from the sky, hit a house in Shirley, Mass, damaging the roof of the home. The homeowner said. Man said he and his wife suspect the ice fell off an airplane traveling to Boston Logan International Airport. Neither the couple nor their two children were hurt when the ice chunk, uh, which he said was initially estimated to be about 15 to 20 pounds, hit the roof. I'm telling you, I don't know. It was probably one of those blue ice chunks. You know, it came from the can. Yeah. Did it come from the can? I I don't know. No, surely it did. (laughs) 
Give, Can- me, give me the cannibal story. Cannibal tribe eats thieves as punishment, devouring everything apart, apart from penises, of course. So this is literally an eye for an eye? An American adventurer who met with a Stone Age tribe that still practices cannibalism says it's used as a punishment for criminals or people who are possessed by demons. So they're not just eating regular people, but if you're a thief, you're going to get you're going to get taken down and eaten. I I listen, it's not a practice that I would I suspect subscribe to yeah oh thank goodness but i'm just saying like if you're gonna be a cannibal this is i would think this is this is an honor you know an honorable way to do it we're only gonna eat you as punishment if you're a thief like if you're a thief we're gonna eat your ass well you better live in a town with a lot of criminals i guess maybe literally uh what happens if you live in a town where there's no crime well, then they're going to go hungry. That's what I'm saying. They don't eat people unless you are doing something wrong. Does a cannibal only no eat people? No penises as well. That's what it says. They just leave that there? I don't know. I'm just I'm giving you the story. What I'm do not, they use that for? I don't know. What? What ha- Does a cannibal only eat cannibal, like people? Or will they... Eat other Somebody things. dropped off, you know, a, a Wendy's, you know, double cheeseburger right. and some That's chili I, fries. Right. Do you think that they'd, they'd hit that? I don't know. <laughs> hit that. I'm just saying. They don't eat humans for enjoyment or nutritional value. It's simply a form of punishment. Okay. You steal something, you get burned over a fire, and you get eaten. So they don't do this for nourishment. No, they don't. They're only cannibals as far as penalties. Yes. To them, it's just common sense. It's someone who is also possessed should be killed and eaten. Hmm. Like, I mean, I've read some cannibal stories. I'm telling you, I think that this one actually makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it's, you know what it's the called? The taste of human meat has been compared to that of wild boar or emu. They eat every part of the body except the hair, the nails, and the pee-pee. <laughs> Children under 13 aren't allowed to eat human meat because the, the tribe believe that eating uh, carries the risk of becoming possessed yourself. See, they're very, they're very conscientious. They're on the up and up. Yeah. Why do you think I brought you the story? you got to be 14 years old. No hair, no nails, no pee-pee. And and by the way, and only criminals, right? And by the way, if you live in their region, as long as you're not committing crimes, right, you're safe, right. And if you're really really hungry, they're not going to eat a person. No, they're going to have a steak, right. But if you're a criminal, they're going to eat you. Yeah. If you're 14 and older, correct. Well, if they're 14 or older, just thought you'd like to know, right? That's what I'm here for. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Were you talking to someone outside? Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, they weren't. Three ladies were looking. They, they were like, laughing. what the hell's wrong with these guys? Okay. There you the go. cannibal tribe that eats thieves as punishment. Wait till you hear. I don't know if you've heard the story that I have. I, later in the show, I'm telling you, I have a bombshell for you. Really? A bombshell of a decision for you to make. For me? For all of us. From a, a story on TMZ that I'm I read. Gonna, Maybe I'm, it's like old I, news I'm for you guys. I have to make a decision. It was a man had to make a decision. And I want to know what decision you would make. If I was said if man. You were fa- yes. Okay. If you were faced with this decision. It was a story that I read last night. And I was shocked by it. 
Now, uh, I think it's a good conversation with Big Cat. Uh, Courtney Cronin comes up uh, next. We'll talk some Bears football.